Hello. Hello. And welcome to another episode of Tacos and Tequila. I'm Peyton. I'm Sydney. And I think we're just going to go with doozy. A doozy of a day. We have a doozy of an episode after a doozy of a day. For those of you, obviously you're just now joining us because we just hit record, but Sydney and I have literally been talking for 25 minutes before we even recorded. About complete nonsense. I was like, we need to get this on the road because the episode could have been done by now. Um, Today's going to be a shorter one for sure, but it's a good one. I think Short so. and sweet. Short and spooky. Spooky season. I know. I have to start thinking. We have to. Well, not I. But we have to start thinking of some good ones. This is the first episode to come out the week of October. Ooh. So I think, Sid, you're uh, kicking it off real well here. <laughs> that is a good point. I know. Someone had um, recently slid into our messages and said, let's do a, a Halloween collab or something. And I was like, yeah, let me know what you want to do. And then I didn't get a response. So, <laughs> so I'm here. I'm going to actually write this down right now because that's why I think I should focus on some spooky Halloween themes. Yes, that could be a lot cool. of fun. We're just snowballing right here, spitballing together as we record, and you're all, you're all a part of it. So You guys are all a part of the collab right now, so. Well, I will let Sydney take over and set the scene. All right, guys. So on September 12th, 1952... Four young residents of Flatwoods, West Virginia. There was two brothers, Edward and Freddie May, and their friend, Tommy Heyer. Thank God we don't have any hard names this week yet. Had Agreed. Been... <laughs> so these three boys had been playing in the grass at the Flatwoods Elementary School. When they had saw a... Saw scene. When they saw a bright light or an object fly across the night sky and land on a property of a local farmer named G. Bailey Fisher. Naturally, the boys, seeing this big, bright light fly across the sky, ran to see what they had just saw. So they head to this Fisher's farm. On the way, they happened to stop at the May's home, and Edward and Freddie's mother, Kathleen, had joined the boys she had also called a National Guardsman, Eugene Lemon, to come with to the scene. So we have Edward and Freddie May, their friend Tommy, their mom, and now this National Guardsman all headed to this location that they believed that this light or an object has crashed. They head up this hill and basically run right back down. It's reported that they see, quote, a 10-foot Frankenstein, like a monster. The local newspapers had stated that the guardsman, Eugene, had both screamed and fell backwards when he saw this monster with a bloody... <laughs> r- <laughs> right? I'm just picturing, like, this big, you know, it's supposed to be... <laughs> I don't know. Like, 
Well, it's, he's like a member of the National Guard. Yes, like he's supposed to be good <laughs> and like, you know, I, what is the word I'm looking for? Like strong. I don't want. I don't want to say like strong like, or tough, but like tough, you're a like, great line of defense in this for this government and for like na- normal civilians. I'm sorry. This is just like I can't get over. <laughs> I'm picturing a girly scream and just to fall backwards and like roll down the hill. Just yeah. <laughs> when he sees this monster with a bloody red body and a green face that appeared to glow. Although this was not the only sighting, as there was others that were there from the group and then had joined in this group up the hill. There was another description saying that the figure was about 10 feet with a round red face and a hood-like shape around the face with eyes glowing a greenish or orangish light and a black or green body. Another had described the figure with a head resembling the ace of spades and having claw-like hands. The witnesses had also mentioned that there was this pungent mist in the air when this creature had appeared. They had suffered from nausea, throat irritation, and vomiting for days after seeing this creature, which was basically just written off as hysteria side effects that they were just losing their minds and this was no big deal. But also please note that this is said to be all side effects of mustard gas, which I thought was really interesting. Oh, wow. Okay. I was going to say, I had like a lot of notes. Remember how before we hit record, one of the things we talked about was that I went on a bunch of random searches and tangents. Um, Yes. (laughs) One of them was about pungent mist, but I went a totally different way by trying to research a bunch of animals that potentially could also have that side effect. I also want to hear about that because we can talk uh, about it. I'll let it save. I'll let you tell the story, but like. I think that's really interesting because I didn't even consider that it would be like mustard gas or some, you know what I mean? Something like that. I didn't even think about that. I didn't really, it never really crossed my mind, but it was in one of the articles that I had read. And it basically was like, these are also like in parentheses, like these are also side effects of people that get contact with mustard gas. And I was like, that's really interesting. Like that these are like yeah. the three main things that all these people had. That's also something. A mustard huh. gas. It's in the 50s. Strange. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'll let you continue before I go on my tangent. I'll no. <laughs> no, no, no. That's good. Um, so there was also multiple reports from others that, quote, those people were the most scared people I've ever seen. And people don't make up that kind of story that quickly. Basically, these people that had witnessed this light and ran to the scene their stories stayed the same they were very quick to all have you know they saw this creature they saw the same bright light but they weren't all like in the same location it just happened that those five were but there were other people that had also come to the hill that had seen the light in other areas of the town um all of the news reporters from that time basically said the same thing that everyone was terrified and they all had the same spooky story that they stuck with the report resulted in articles all across the country radio broadcasts and hundreds of phone calls from all around the country it was even rated the number 
11 story of that year. And I thought that was pretty interesting for the 50s, just that it had gone all across the U.S. like that. Yeah, I was going to say, I made a note of that, too, because that's kind of wild. And it also brought me, I mean, this is 30 years later, but just like our story last week with the Bath school disaster, how that news had traveled so fast. I guess it's one of those things, you know, we don't, we didn't have social media like we do now. So I find it really interesting, like how word traveled so so quickly and so fast, like in those prior years, because, you know, they didn't have the the same things that we have now to get that information by yeah no I definitely and it's really interesting to see like what kind of stories made top news because of your point there wasn't like other outlets for weird things like I always see weird news articles or like weird stories but it was primarily like the top newspapers or you know what I mean so To think that, like, across America, this was top 11 in that year is kind of wild. That's also very true, because, like, if you think of, I mean, the Washington Post or, you know, the New York Times, like, some of those major newspapers, like, this is not going to be a top 11 story, I don't think, like, in today's day and age. I mean, there was a potential Mothman sighting in Wisconsin, what, like, a month ago? And that was not <laughs> in top 15. No, top that was, like, on the, that was like on the year. most random TVT. That was, like, on the most <laughs> random website that I had ever found. But it might have been true. I'm not a believer in that sighting. But... No, I'm not, I'm not either, but... <laughs> But, yeah, it's, like, that's our point is nowadays that's just, like, brushed off, like, okay, whatever. But back then, this was a top 11 story in the country. Which is wild to me. Wild. I guess that is not what I would think a top 11 story in the country would be. But to each his own, whatever gets the people going. Um, I also just want to note, so, like, this is in the 50s. This is the time of, like, Roswell and Sputnik um, the space race. So, was this something that these people were just like, were these major space items like stuck in their heads, or what was like the actual theory behind it? There have been no reports of the Flatwoods monster since the 1952 sighting, but it has kind of created its own culture within this small community with several photo ops amongst the city, and there's even a museum that's dedicated to the creature. Um, another fun fact that I found was that the Mothman is actually leading number, the Mothman is leading number one as most popular monster in West, in West Virginia next to the Flatwoods monster. So I thought that it was interesting that Mothman is also in the same state that this Flatwood monster is from. Like, are all the monsters in West Virginia? What is going on in West Virginia? (laughs) Yeah, it's like, that was like. And then I even went to go and double check, and I was like, wait, is Mothman really from West Virginia? And I was like, damn, sure as shit, he is. What are the chances? I just want you to know that I googled it, and there there are definitely lots of other sightings, not just Mothman and West, um, the Flatwoods monster in West Virginia. So, we gotta, <laughs> all the other creatures? we gotta take a trip there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have all the all the freaky animals there. Freaky oh, creatures. Yeah. Interesting. 
Sorry, I'll let you continue, but I was like, what the fuck? No, I don't actually have a lot. I just wanted to, like, throw out, I guess, how I heard of this and how I was interested in this. And then I kind of want to talk, I guess, a little bit about, like, theories on what this might have been slash what it is. Um, I did say this was going to be a shorter one. But I thought it was interesting to share. And I also really wanted to show, like, what this creature looks like because that's really what stuck out to me. Um and I actually saw this, so I was searching on the Tacos and Tequila Instagram page, because that's where I spend too much of my time. And oftentimes I, like, click on, like, different hashtags and go through, like, all the different posts that just pop up. And that's how I find people to, like, follow and, like, just look at other cases and other people's podcasts and whatnot from there. Smart. Yeah, so I actually was clicking, and I don't know what the fuck I clicked on, but I clicked on something I got real deep. And I saw this, like, post with some tourists next to a sign that read Home of the Green Monster. And I was like, what the hell is this? And then I continued to, like, click through their pictures. And they had, like, all these cool photo ops with this, like, weird-looking creature that had, like, the ace of spades head. And I was like, this is actually really weird. Like, because it doesn't look like a, a your typical monster. Like, it doesn't look like the Loch Ness Monster. Like, it looks like an alien from, like, a early 1900s movie that you would see like yeah it's so it's, it's just, like alien like yes but almost like to like an alien like leader like it looks like it's gonna summon you it doesn't <laughs> look like a regular alien like, a, like and it looks little so i think it's important to note that the descriptions of people who saw it it was 10 feet but like yes. it looks like it's little yes so and like there were some reports that said it looked like Frankenstein, and then there was other reports that kind of described it as, like, this alien-like creature. But I think the picture is what stood out to me and, like, the culture that this community has and that they, like, appreciate it so much and have all these different photo ops. They have, like, a chair you can take a picture in. They have a whole museum dedicated to it. I was like, this is actually really cool. Like, they took it and they ran with it. Agreed. And it's, like, a great tourist app. <laughs> yes, so like, definitely. It's a great tourist opportunity. Like, someone like me, I'm a weirdo, and I would be like, oh, let's go to that cool-ass monster museum. <laughs> Same, honestly. And, like, even just to be able to take a picture in that chair or something, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I totally want to go there. Same. <laughs> so, I guess, what do we think the flatwoods monster is do we think the flatwoods monster was it a real sighting was it a different creature was it make-believe was it i don't know what do you think so i have a lot of thoughts (laughs) let's hear them (laughs) um okay Well, I guess I'll start with one of the theories that, like, a lot of people have come to believe and, like, explanations on this monster, and I don't know if you're going to talk about this, so I'm really sorry if I steal your thunder, is that investigators actually believe that the light scene in the major sighting was a meteor and that the creature scene was actually just a barn owl perched in a tree with shadows from the light making it appear to be some sort of humanoid figure. And this is not only like a shared belief among many, this is like the official statement from the Air Force as well who investigated this. Which one, 
not to sound like a conspiracy theorist or skeptic, if the government is telling me something about a possible alien sighting, I'm not believing that. <laughs> what yes. they're putting out there. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, no. <laughs> yes. So I'm very happy that you mentioned that. That was one on my list, but I like didn't really want to talk about it because that's not the truth. That's just okay, what they want to tell us. If any of you are listening and you're very curious, always check our social media and the pa- the posts and the pictures um, with this episode. But then go Google a barn owl because yes. there's no fucking way. Like, no, no way. I mean, I don't think that the I, I don't think a barn owl could fool that many people. I guess that's where my thoughts are on that if it was like one maybe two people like oh they just misunderstood like this is the only plausible explanation but like you are trying to say that a whole group of people saw a light a meteor and then saw a barn owl that cast a shadow that made it seem like he was that big and that he was green and he was glowing and like all these other weird things like it doesn't really add up okay also i just googled it to prove my point here the length of barn owls range from 29 to 44 centimeters which is the equivalent of 11 to 17 inches the average is 13 to 15 inches so you're telling me a foot and a half not even is what made it appear to be 10 feet and also this man is in the national guard okay (laughs) and you are in the boonies of West Virginia, because I'll go into that tangent in a second. That's one of the rabbit holes I fell down was where the fuck is Flatwoods, West Virginia. But <laughs> you're in the boonies. You're in the middle of nowhere. Um, It's 1954. So like electricity isn't, I don't want to say electricity, but like you and I live in a populated, we'd, we'd be considered in the suburbs. Now you said yes. you you border some country areas. So I'm sure you oh, yeah. know driving down dark roads with no street lights anywhere. I mean, it's dark. When I do oh, yeah, that absolutely. and I'm like in the upper peninsula of Michigan, it stresses me the fuck out that I can't see anything because my normal driving is I have lights everywhere. But you don't have lights everywhere in this situation. And you're from this area. You live in the area. I'm sure you're very... A barn owl is not the scariest thing in West Virginia in 1954. Oh, absolutely not. So, I'm sure you're not, like, on edge, but you're very aware of your surroundings. And, like, I can imagine it'd be harder to scare than, like, a potential barn owl with shadows. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that, and I don't think it's, like, so they weren't just driving down a dark street, like, they were going to find this item, so I think that's, that aspect is a little bit different, too, because if you're driving down a dark street and something, like, pops out at you, you might be like, oh, that looks a little bit larger than it actually was, because whatever, you know, maybe the owl flies by, too, and, like, you don't get a good enough look at it, but if you're going out and, like, actually, like, seeking and, like, trying to find something, I feel like it would be a lot more obvious, like, on the size. Oh, like, if this is actually really large or if it's really small. Because there's not, like, that surprise aspect as much, I don't think. Yes. 
I also, also think a lot of people got a good sorry. look at it. No, you're good. Yeah, and I was also, I was going to say, to play devil's advocate, though, if they saw that light and they were like, what the hell is going on, and they're already on edge about it to go investigate, then I'm sure that to on the other end, they maybe, their mind does play a little, tr- like, a little bit of tricks with them. Um, But I mentioned, like, it being in the boonies. Just to give people an idea, the Flatwoods are... Like, literally in the middle of the Appalachian Mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2010, the city had a population of 277 people. And from 2000, that was a decrease from 2000, they had 348. The town's smaller than one square mile. Now, nowadays, it is, like, a lot of, like, commercial business in that area, like an outlet mall and stuff like that. But it wasn't always there. That's more recent. So I just think it's, like, important to note that, like, one, it's not a big town. And it's, like I said, a pretty flat. That's why it's named Flatwoods. It's a pretty flat area in the middle of mountains. So you have all sorts of animals there that, like, you might not see every day in the suburbs (laughs) or a big city. That's true. Also, I told you I went on this tangent. This is where I'm stuck about this whole, like, pungent mist. So, obviously, I Googled, like, and I tried to go down this hole of, like, what kind of animals could emit, like, a toxic or um, nauseating gas. Obviously, we all know the ba- the first answer is a skunk, right? So then I was like, okay, well, give me some other options here, internet. <laughs> um, and I found striped polecats. And I was like, oh, that sounds really interesting. False. Um, they look like skunks, but they're in the weasel family. Fun fact. Learned about a lot about that. But then every other animal I found was like a bug or a bird. And by bird, I mean like not something found in like North America and then even some random animals that also aren't found in North America so that was like where I was kind of stuck because I'm like well there aren't like common answers of like a smell making people sick you know what I mean Mm -hmm. especially like the local sheriff and a deputy went out to investigate and they searched the site and then reported that they saw, heard, and smelled nothing. So obviously it's not like an animal producing something because usually that lingers. That's true. That is very true. I did Google this while we were um, also talking about mustard gas. So the U.S. government started testing the effectiveness of mustard gas on U.S. naval recruits in a lab at the Great Lakes Naval Base in 1945. So that's really the, I mean, it was ongoing prior to and after in other countries, but in like the mid 40s is really when they started, the U.S. government started testing it. So I also think it's really interesting that the article mentioned mustard gas. That is weird. I don't know. I have a lot of theories or like 
potential ways I could go. Overall, do you believe this is real or no? I don't know. Part of me, you know, part of me always wants to believe that whatever people see is true. I want to believe that it really was an alien. I also think, like, there was a lot of, you know, weird stuff going on at the time where maybe space was closer than we thought. Um, I also, which I was trying to search, and I can't think of what I'm thinking of, but there's a movie. It's a horror movie. It's a big horror movie with, like, if any of our listeners, I don't want to offend anyone either, but, like, where they're like mountain people and they live in like the Appalachians and they have like a bunch of what is the movie? Are you thinking about the hills have eyes? Yes! Okay, it wasn't in the Appalachian. It was in the desert. Okay, but there is like an Appalachian movie with like mountain people or something and they also were like the hills have eyes people, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of very... There's like a population 436 or something. So I'll I don't know. Any of those like weird, spooky little towns always make me think of like maybe there's another creature or like some person who just got like isolated and like they just randomly come out and they're like, oh, there's people out here. And like maybe it was a meteor, but then there just happened to be like some 10 foot tall Hills Have I person that comes out of the woodwork and is like, hey, what's up, guys? I haven't seen y'all. Okay, so that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I have a couple hot takes here. Um, People might think I'm crazy, and that's cool, because I'm just going to go with it and put what I think out here. Uh, my boyfriend and I just took a trip to Tennessee. We were in the Great Smoky Mountains. This is a conversation that him and I recently had while driving through the Smoky Mountains. I'm going to be 100% honest. A long time ago, there were people that lived in caves and lived in mountains, and I am a firm believer, just like you said, Sid, that not all of them left. Okay. Yes, we've talked about this, too. We have talked about this. So, potentially, if over decades, century or so, and multiple generations of inbreeding, you could have similar side effects of, like, the hills have eyes people, right? I'm a firm believer that that's a real thing. We might not all know about it, but, like, let's be real weird shit is happening in our national parks across the U.S. and people just, like, Mm -hmm. disappear and go missing all the time. Like, freaking Wyoming, Idaho, that whole, or is it Idaho, Montana? I don't know. It's, like, this whole little square area, okay? It's, like, a Bermuda Triangle section. And I know I sound probably like a crazy conspiracy theorist, but like when you watch a lot of videos, you read a lot about it and you actually look at the full missing persons report, you're going to be like, what the fuck? That's wild. How do people just manage? It's we've talked about this, though, because there's so many there's like uncharted territories like, you know, the mountains and stuff like if rocks fall like that can be a path that no one's able to reach for x amount of time like there is so many paths out there that either probably haven't been reached in decades or haven't been reached like ever in like our modern day societies at all so like there's so many territories out there that are like uncharted almost that like we don't actually know what else is out there so like anytime that any of these like cryptid creatures i feel like come out of the woodwork we talked about this like ogopogo too i feel like i 
feel like they're they might be real. It's just a matter of what happens to them later. Yeah, and I mean, I'm a big like I need some credible like sources and res- so like obviously there aren't multiple sightings, but it's a a large group of people who all have had the same experience and they're from what I can tell their stories never changed, right? So yeah, I no, like I didn't read anything. That's pretty that credible. They changed. Yeah, and I mean, it's not, it wasn't one single person. It was, you know, one group that is well-known for telling the story, and there's other people that had spoken out as well. And, like, the news, the newspapers, like, the people that interviewed them all were like, these people were genuinely scared. Like, they weren't making this up. Like, you can't all make up the same story in a matter of five minutes. Like, they were panicked. They were yelling. They were falling down a fucking hill. Like... Yes. They, a little aggressive. They definitely saw something. Will we ever know what they saw? Probably not. But I'm also a firm believer that aliens exist because why the fuck are there multiple galaxies in this whole wide existence out there and we're the only sentient beings? I It doesn't make sense to me why people wouldn't believe that aliens exist anyways that's a whole nother story and tangent but I also have a very big hot take and that if you ever look into like UFO sightings I have two reasons why I believe that most of them happened in like the 40s 50s 60s one has a lot to do with light pollution now obviously we're not in the middle of nowhere so any weird like light anomaly is being easily seen just like this right so today that happens I'm not going to see that happen a few houses over if I'm outside like some random light fall into a neighbor's yard right (laughs) that's true but also I have a hot take on here um (laughs) I think aliens came around a lot when they first discovered earth or like were really interested in earth and then they said oh fuck these creatures are idiots we got to get the hell out of here and <laughs> dipped and so that maybe is another reason we've never seen a flatwoods monster again i don't know <laughs> that's true it could also like that's a good point though the first point that you mess- mentioned like they we there's so there's so many buildings there's so many bright objects like in the sky i think it's a lot easier to like write it off if you see a flash in the sky nowadays it's like it's a plane oh Oh, it's it's that like i think i see shooting stars all the time i don't think i actually saw a shooting star (laughs) but then i feel like i write it off and i'm like oh it's just my fucking astigmatism in my eyes i can't see shit like everything (laughs) just like flashes but like I read it off. It very well could be, like, something else. I, it's just, it's a lot easier to make an excuse for it, yes. I think, when there's all these other lights in the sky or, like, other things going on. You can't see shit. Like, you know, there's a lot of other issues I got going on. <laughs> well, that's actually a big um, point my grandpa and I talk about a lot because he's a firm believer in aliens. And he had an experience as well. I don't want to, like, tell his story, but... I mean, his whole point is, like, he's always experienced, um, we'll say, strange things or, like, anomalies when he's in places without 
as much light pollution or like as heavily populated areas. For example, my grandpa used to go hunting every year in the upper peninsula of Michigan. And even now you're not finding street lights. Like, I mean, I like the last time I was up there at night, as soon as it gets dark, it's dark. My brights aren't bright enough to see more than like seven, eight feet in front of me. So I believe it. (laughs) So like, when something happens in the sky up there, you you see it. And his example is, like, he and his friends that he was there with, they all saw it. And they asked the person where they were staying when they were checking out the next day about it. And he kind of looked at his wife and they made it a face. And they were like, yeah, you know, we don't just we just don't talk about it because people will label you as crazy. But it it happens up here more than you'd realize. And so, like, that's something that always stuck with me that, like, maybe it does happen everywhere still. But we just don't know because we don't we don't see that kind of stuff as often. That's so true, though, because, like, even a couple weeks ago, I had gone to a party. Um, It was a friend's, like, 30th birthday party, and it was kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And I remember we were sitting outside, like, around the fire, and I was like, wow, look at the stars. Like, I haven't seen the stars in so long. Like, right? you just couldn't <laughs> see them as good as, like, or even, like, for the 4th of July when we went up there. Like, the stars. It's just something, like, you don't appreciate until you're in the middle of nowhere and you're like, wow, these are so beautiful. But, like, on a regular day, like, I can look at the sky and I don't see the stars. Like, I just see darkness and then, like, lights and the Chick-fil-A sign. reflecting like (laughs) I guess to summarize all my tangents here my belief is I'm a firm believer that they saw something do I think it was a barn owl no I don't think that's an explanation of what they saw um I don't know what it was but I don't think it was an animal (laughs) that you would normally see so um, yeah, I think they saw something. I don't, I just don't think we'll ever really know what it was. And that's another thing that keeps me up at night because I'll never know what is actually going on in the world except for what I think happened. But I need definite answers, okay? <laughs> this is why, literally, if anyone wants to know just casually why I wake up on a Wednesday night, it's probably because things like this. Well, meanwhile, I'm up on social media trying to track down a (laughs) wanted murderer, potentially, (laughs) or trying to solve cold cases. Well, that's another thing that keeps me up at night, but really, I think it's the unknown factors, like... Oh, yeah. Those are the cases that I think get to me the most, where we don't have an answer yes really fucks with me well before we uh tell everyone where they can find us do you want to hit us with a joke and a fact i would love to what do you want first oh my god let's do (laughs) fact we'll end with the joke today all right all right so in april of 2021 So, right during COVID, it was reported that the most searched cocktail recipe to make during the COVID-19 pandemic 
in specifically the state of Texas, was the margarita. Um, some other popular searches from states around the world were the mimosa, which I literally laughed out loud when I was like, are people actually searching how to make mimosas? Um, I'm stressed. <laughs> the pina colada, how to make a wine cooler, a white Russian, and a mojito. And I just wanted to mention that although I am not personally in Texas, I'm in Wisconsin, but I for sure Googled two of those other items on how to Which make ones? them during COVID-19. You want to guess? I'm going to for sure say pina colada. <laughs> Absolutely. Because <laughs> for whatever reason, I love pina coladas and don't know what the fuck is inside of them. And I never went to make it, but I Googled that a couple times. And then... Was it a mojito? No, a white Russian. We had white oh. Russians on Christmas last year. And I was like, Good I know. I feel like I know what's in a white Russian, but I don't. So it wasn't in shout, April. Shout but... out to my old roommate, Chris, who would drink white Russians all the time. And it grossed me out because I'm like... <laughs> Dude, why are you drinking milk with your liquor right now? Um, I tried to sip once and was like, no, I'm good. I was at Christmas with my boyfriend's family and his sister was drinking white Russians. And I was like, all right, I'll hop on this train. And then I was like, whoa, this is wild. What is in this? And I'm just Googling, (laughs) what is a white Russian recipe with one eye closed? (laughs) I made mimosas for christmas brunch a couple years ago no i did not have to google it but we had two options your traditional champagne and orange juice and then we did what technically are not mimosas they're what are they called screwdrivers oh with like um vodka instead yeah we just did vodka and orange juice I just thought it was funny, like, I mean, I understand, like, some people don't drink a lot, or, like, maybe, you know, they're not alcoholics like me, I'm not an alcoholic, I'm joking, um, <laughs> but I was like, that literally only has, like, two items that go inside of it, do people actually Google this? But then I was like, I mean, I guess, like, some people don't drink, or, like, maybe they're just, like, out of the loop of, like, the, what they're called, they know okay, what it I'll is, but they don't know what it's so called. Judgy. I know, I was like, stop being an asshole to me. <laughs> But it did make me laugh out loud. Okay, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, I, hit me with a joke. So this one's from my mom again. Um, She's been texting me jokes because she thinks she's funny. She's also texting us, telling us she hates us for talking about Taco Bell like, so much, which I think is funny as hell. Yeah, I was about to say, we had to end the episode with at least <laughs> Bell once just for your mom. She messaged me separately. She made a Facebook status about it. Jeannie, I just door dash it. I'm going to be real honest. I'm lazy. She doesn't know how to get Taco Bell to her. And then she told me today she wasn't very impressed with the Taco Bell that she went and ordered. And I was like, well. Yeah, that's kind of why have- I've been staying away from it. It's like been hit or miss lately. And I'm just kind of like, ugh. Maybe that or I'm getting old because now it's just like not getting along with my stomach. So that could also be it. It's just not. I'm getting old. Good on the tummy anymore. (laughs) Okay. Hit me with the fact (laughs) or the joke. Sorry. (laughs) Hit me with the fact. Uh, So what did the taco say to the sad burrito? What? We all been there. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> Obnoxious. I'm gonna make a little meme about it. Or like Do a little it. 
I can make that one. We've that all been be, there. We've all been there. That could be cute. <laughs> I love that. Stay tuned if I figure out how, how to do that. We've know. given up on we've given up on TikTok. Now we're gonna move on to memes, guys. <laughs> I just like I feel very old. I'm like, this technology. <laughs> yup. I agree. I but Something we have done using technology, good old-fashioned websites, people, is our merch is officially live once you're listening to this episode. <laughs> I just did, like, a wave in my hands in the air. <laughs> go, go get you some gear, guys. Yeah, find our link to the website, or our, find the link to our merch on our website tacosandtequiliapodcast.com you can also check us out on instagram at just tacos and tequila there's probably going to be some pics on there of some of the gear and the merch that you can get for yourself yeah and the pictures to go with this episode as well as on facebook at tacos and tequila podcast Am I missing anything? Nope. You should, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you should leave a review or leave us a rating so that help us that can help us get viewed more. It would be greatly appreciated. If you have yes. any cases or anything, reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you. Yeah, we want to hear all your ideas. If you have some spooky cases you're thinking of good with like the Halloween theme send them on over yes 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 okay I think that's it for me that's all I got (laughs) all right we will talk to you guys next week then folks bye bye Ha 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 ha!